0: The standard repository for all knowledge and wisdom in the universe is called The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy.
1: Welcome to Nerddom with Taylor and Andrew. I'm Andrew.
0: I'm Taylor. We both have... are we recording?
1: Yeah, we're recording.
0: Oh, I was gonna make a joke about my ASMR book touching.
1: Oh, do you want to do it? Can you hear a... that? No. Can you
0: hear that? Hold on, let me turn it up my gain.
1: I still can't hear anything. What the hell <laughs> is? There, are you trying to do like a? I'm
0: just rubbing. I'm just touching the book. Oh yeah, the little.
1: Listen to those many pages of a book fluttering. Um, We're both holding our copies of Douglas Adams, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy.
0: Well, you're uh, holding your copy of The More Than Complete.
1: The More Than Complete Hitchhiker's Guide. I didn't realize, I've had this book. um, You found out that I'm a petty thief, by the way, just last night. Um, I had borrowed this book from a coworker, and then I think she never asked for it back. And so I think I, uh, without noticing, stole her book yeah whoopsies whoopsies but yeah I didn't realize it was the like when you because you had told me you read the book yeah I texted Andy last night I was
0: like I just finished rereading it and then and I you were said like, like wow
1: that's a long book and then you're like it's 250 pages so.
0: <laughs> I did not it's, say it like it's that it's not that I long said...
1: <laughs> oh honey you think 250 pages is a long book oh mm, cute okay. all right all
0: right <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's enough.
1: That's Out of you. Moving on, moving on. Um, yeah, I was. I thought all of these books combined was the one book. So that was me being stupid, and also showing that I have not read the book. <laughs> 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 I had no idea how long it was.
0: Yeah. So yeah, your edition has the whole series in it.
1: Yeah. And the reason why we're talking about that today is this is episode forty-two.
0: Forty-two. Wow.
1: <laughs> wow. Uh, Jill was really surprised to hear that this is our 42nd episode that we've done that many.
0: Wow, okay.
1: Right. Fake fan.
0: <laughs> yeah, right?
1: <laughs> Clearly keeping up with everything we're doing. Oh, nice to meet a fan, Jillian. Jeez. Um. But yes, I have not read the book, but I did watch the movie
0: that movie so now you know why i wanted to do this for the 42nd episode i've
1: i mean i've seen the movie and i'm like familiar with the story so like i knew what i knew the significance of 42 Um, and
0: that it's the answer to life the universe and everything Mm
1: -hmm. um so when did you first read the book as you're taking a sip of water (laughs) uh, for me
0: i'm a professional and took a small sip (laughs) wow (laughs) impressed um I read the books. I believe it was in late high school. Um, I remember distinctly reading. It was either like late high school or early college.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One of this, one of the Christmases or or uh, birthdays around that time of my life, I got a Barnes and Noble Nook, like the e-reader. Yeah. And then, uh, had a bunch of books on that e-reader that I then read Mm -hmm. and the Hitchhiker's Guide, all of them, uh, was one of the series that I had on that e-reader that I got by less than legal means. (laughs)
1: Sort of how I, uh, I also, I also uh, got my first copy of *Hitchhiker's Guide*. <laughs> yeah, the I
0: year. had. Uh, let's see, like *The Hitchhiker's Guide* was one full one that I had, and then I also had all of the um, *Game of Thrones* books.
1: Sorry, I was looking for my dog. He kind of vanished. Yeah, I was from just about my to sight. ask where Scotty. He's somewhere. <laughs> oh, he's behind the table. Okay, I got it. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Um. Oh, okay. Game of Thrones also.
0: Yeah, so I had all these books on this e-reader because I was poor and I didn't have enough money to buy any of the books.
1: I also, Um, like, I I imagine that, like, to, like, a person in your life, like, giving you an e-reader feels like a home-run gift. Oh, yeah. Do you like reading on an e-reader? I think we've talked about this. Oh, yeah. I love
0: love my Kobo. Yeah. I actually also still have that nook. You do? (laughs) I do. I still have it. I because i want to like see what's on it Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) i have my kindle somewhere and i think i probably have like the same thing where i have like a bunch of like old ebooks that are just like i wonder what
0: i was yeah i want to see what's on it i can't get it to like turn on like i can get it to charge like it'll charge and then it'll like it'll also lose battery but i can't get it to actually like turn on in any meaningful way so i have to like actually look into how to like reset it or something but i have that nook uh still and so it's like this really old like 10 year old 15 year old nook now at this point point, like and right now i have i do have a e-reader i have the kobo clara hd2 wow thank you thank you and i have a photo that steven took of me when because i bought this for myself mm-hmm. because my fiance can't take a hint and he didn't buy me an e-reader um no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. um, but I bought it, and when it came, Stephen took this photo. It's of very like, different
1: is- for you to bury him on like a paywall episode, but <laughs> this one's coming out to everybody. So <laughs> to-
0: <laughs> anybody who listens to this probably knows him.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they all know he's great.
1: <laughs> wow, he's really stingy with gifts. <laughs> is Stephen a like this suddenly, like all of our friends are like, I heard Stephen's like really bad at giving gifts. And she's like, he gets this reputation. Like, wow. Oh my
0: God, that's terrible. Cause he's absolutely not. He's a great, he's a great gift. He's giver. a very
1: considerate person.
0: But no, what he doesn't do is he doesn't, um, listen,
1: uh, he doesn't listen
0: here. Let no, 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 let me spin this in the right way. Okay, uh, what he doesn't do is he doesn't, um, aid in my addictions.
1: That's fair. Okay. That's fair. <laughs>
0: So he has never bought me a book. Yeah. And never will. Well, that's not true. He's bought me a couple, but, yeah. um, uh, but yeah, anyways, he, he took this photo of me when I opened up this e-reader, like when I got it in the mail mm-hmm. and it's the funniest photo. Cause he just like took this photo of me and it showed it to me afterwards. And he was like, you don't even look at me like this. <laughs> it's so funny though.
1: <laughs> this, you post the photo online. Me and who? <laughs> like,
0: yeah, I mean, I did post the first <laughs> on my Instagram, I'm pretty sure. Um, let me see if I can find it really quickly while we're on here. But um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyways, so I, I read it in late high school, early college on my Barnes & Noble nook in like 2012, 2013, somewhere around there, I think. Mm. So
1: <laughs> That's about the time I read Lord of the Rings. So some formative books were read by both of us in those formative years um also we were talking about um we were talking about when we like people first read lord of the rings books last night over text with uh our friend frank yeah and uh (laughs) that your fiance and frank read both read lord of the rings in middle school and that i had read lord of the rings in high school and i almost texted the virgin and the chad (laughs) meme of like Ah! The Virgins read Lord of the Rings in middle school, the Chad in high school, and I was like, I don't know that Frank is gonna think that this think is that Frank funny, that like, that. <laughs> like I don't know that he knows the meme at all and like <laughs> wouldn't think it's funny. I was like, I'll just share this with Taylor later <laughs> I think it's
0: funny,
1: also the idea of like a, the Chad like reading Lord of the Rings in high school as like an alpha oh yeah. You know?
0: as an alpha move, bro i only beta cucks read it in middle school. <laughs> <Only>
1: beta <cups>.
0: <laughs> 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 Oh, man. Okay, anyways. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have not talked, like, one second about actual Hitchhiker's Guide yet, so let's get to it. Douglas Adams, genius. <laughs>
0: Okay, so let me ask you this: so you have you haven't read any of the books? No, but you have seen the 2005 feature film, correct? uh, Starring Martin Freeman.
1: Freeman, Martin Freeman, Bilbo Baggins himself.
0: Yeah, and um, most (laughs) deaf.
1: Most deaf, yes.
0: (laughs) Um, and that other guy,
1: Sam Rockwell.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. who I was okay. So I had never seen the movie. Yeah um and i started watching it today oh you did i watched um oops <laughs> sorry <What laughs> i, I went did? to the tab and it started auto-playing
1: <laughs> let's watch it now let's just watch the movie <laughs>
0: let me just turn it up and we'll just listen to this for the rest of it
1: <laughs> it's a really fun movie you guys you should watch it so we'll just watch it with you this is now a <laughs> watch
0: along podcast Watch along. i watched the first 40 minutes is what i was trying to figure yeah. out yeah um oh and also zoe deschanel is in this the new girl <laughs> yeah the titular what? new girl i forgot about that period of time in the 2000s when zoe deschanel like popped off
1: she was like because i think she had She's the it girl she was the it girl because she had just like a few years ago been an elf and i feel like that was like the yeah. big thing yeah she hadn't i don't think 50 Days of Summer had come out yet. So it was like, yeah, she was like uh, right.
0: You mean 500 days?
1: 500 days of summer. There it is. 50, 50, 50 days of gray. 51st Summers <laughs> with Adam Sandler and Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> Let's um, see.
0: When did 500 days of summer come out? I feel like that one was a late. I think that was like yeah, 2009.
1: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, this is like peak Zoe. Like,
0: yeah.
1: And like, I, it does feel like almost stunt casting to have her in this. Like, cause it's like,
0: it's so weird.
1: Cause it's like, it's the rest of the cast. It's, it's most Def, as you mentioned, Sam Rockwell, Martin Freeman, Bill Nighy, Alan Rickman, as the voice of Marvin, Stephen Fry's the narrator, Helen Mirren's yeah. in this. It's just like, it's a bunch of like good actors, but not like famous actors. Like they're all well-known actors, but they're not like the it people of the time, you know? And so it almost yeah. feels like, the studio's like, well, we have to get like one, like kind of of the times person. So let's get Zoe.
0: Yeah. Well, I feel like most Def was also kind of. Yeah. Timely. He hadn't, casting. He hadn't
1: retired from acting and rapping yet because he yeah uh, got kicked out of South Africa. <laughs>
0: yeah Yeah, i don't know zoe zoe's feels so odd in this movie she's like pretty good
1: in it though like she's like it she doesn't feel uh, like her acting's not totally out of place
0: no it's just so weird (laughs) i don't know how to describe it i just i don't know seeing her in things that aren't new girl i think is the thing that's like just weird because i I feel like her character on new girl is just like i've is I I guess obviously the thing that I've seen of her the most for the fact that it's like a show, yeah. <laughs> so there's so much of it, right? And so to see her act similarly, but like just like watered down a little bit. It's watered down a little bit,
1: and she's and uh um. Why can't I remember the name of her character in New Girl?
0: Uh, Jess.
1: Jess. Jess. Jessica Day would not be stuck in a uh. Look <laughs> like at right. You know. <laughs> She would not be indicted for kidnapping In the president of the universe of the galaxy. The president of the galaxy, the galaxy. <laughs> Excuse me.
0: Uh, no, but yeah, it's it's also the other thing that I thought of while uh, while I was watching this first forty minutes of this movie earlier. It's <laughs> it's always so funny to me whenever like because. I didn't know Martin Freeman was in this movie. I didn't yeah. know any of these people were in this movie, to be fair. I, like, started the movie, and I had no idea what was going on.
1: It's a delightful cast, especially if you're, like, not familiar with it going into it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I was like, oh, every time somebody showed up, I was like, oh. <laughs> um, even though I don't know anybody's name ever. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, recognize their faces. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I know that face. <laughs> uh, but but it, I was thinking about this because, like, martin freeman is like arthur dent as a character is from england as was like douglas adams was yeah. an englishman and uh but the thing that i was thinking about was like hearing uh his british accent juxtaposed with like most deafs like accent yeah. and then Zoe de chanel's accent and like all these different accents and i was just kind of like it's always so funny to me because like there are so many like british and australian actors mm-hmm. who act in american movies and like cover their accent up flawlessly yeah and yet
1: <laughs> yet
0: but we have like i was like is there an american actor who has played british british
1: i can't think of one <laughs> i cannot <laughs> think of a one.
0: successful accent in a way where it's like oh i didn't realize that person was american oh you know <laughs> who- i feel like i always have that experience where i'm like like, uh, what's her name? Margot Robbie? Margot Robbie. Is Australian. Yeah. Has an Australian accent. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. And friggin' Tom Holland. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, like they're just like...
1: <laughs> There's a movie. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the name of it, but it's Alison Bree. And she plays a, an English person. And I was like, why didn't they just get an English actress for this? Because it's like, <laughs> she's not doing, like, the worst English accent. What movie was that? Um
0: look at her filmography. It
1: had uh it had what's his Jason Segel and Emily Blunt. Oh boy. The 5-year engagement, that was it. Um but it was like yeah, she had a, like an English accent. That's the only thing I can think of of an American actor doing an English accent, which like it does feel weird because like you get like the reason why we import other actors into our movies and then have them put on an American accent is cause they're always hotter than us. Like, you know, Chris Hemsworth is hotter than like American guys or um, <clears throat> Emily Blunt is hotter than most American women. So it's like, bring him in and make him American. Let's go. But like, we what? don't, we don't usually
0: farm <laughs> out our
1: actors to then do accents.
0: Yeah. And not that I would ever complain about, uh, a, like a british um piece of entertainment being taken and then not was, being given british accents like I, that's not what i'm saying i don't care about that at all
1: <laughs> i'm really happy I, that piece of entertainment is what you said i was really worried about what you were going with british piece of and i was like what is she going yeah. to you know i don't care if they bring in that british piece of ass shite. you know <laughs> oh real Dime piece, Some yeah, British well, one.
0: Because, like, I am de- I'm firmly in the camp of, like, there are too many British accents.
1: Thank you. <laughs> like, Taylor, thank you. Wor- uh, no more. No more. Say no more. <laughs> I agree. There's too many British accents.
0: There's too many. Anytime anybody wants to, like, do fantasy or do whatever, it's always a British accent. Yeah. It's always, and I'm like, why?
1: <laughs> or egyptian or you know like it's just like any there's any, to, so
0: many other accents in the in the world yeah that like we to could s- be
1: to signify uh, that it's foreign it's just british accent
0: not no not that it's foreign that it's foreign and elevated yes it's always british anything else that people like okay so i've been watching burn notice
1: <laughs> here we go here we go <laughs> i was wondering how this was gonna come up
0: but no you know what i mean it's like whenever anybody wants to like, oh the elves they have british accent yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. which also i didn't realize orlando bloom was british you didn't no
1: mm.
0: yeah. does he have a british accent in lord of the rings
1: he has an elvish accent
0: oh right sorry
1: please <laughs> excuse
0: me yeah I had no idea anyways okay whatever anyway I'm gonna move on but I just thought it was funny because like it, it was like just the juxtaposition because it, it was the scene where um Martin Freeman meets Zoe Deschanel's character at that party yeah and it's like he's like talking and they're in England and she's just like hi <laughs> <laughs>
1: hello
0: <And> I'm like <laughs> like okay I'm just going to move on past that. (laughs) It's just really funny to me. I don't know why. (laughs)
1: British person.
0: (laughs) Because she's just an Earth woman. She's not... There's nothing... Like, it makes sense that, like, all the other aliens, like, I don't have the same accent. Right. But, like, if they're presumably from the same area, why doesn't she have the same accent as Martin Freeman? I guess
1: um, the only... So, I I read... Did some reading on, like, this movie because it... uh, For some reason, I always imagine an author... To be like uh, like Alan Moore with his work, where it's just like you can't do this with my work, you know, sort of thing. And Douglas Adams like wrote this screenplay for this movie, so like he yeah. was very involved. But at least until his death. But um, he apparently the only character that he felt like had to be British in this was Arthur Dent. So like everybody else, do whatever. It didn't matter. It didn't yeah, matter. Yeah. The only person he wanted to be British was Arthur.
0: Yeah, because he has British sensibilities. He's British. And that's sen- very important to portray.
1: The other thing that apparently he really wanted was Stephen Fry to be the narrator, and he was. Like, yeah. that was like a wish. Like, that he him
0: had. and uh, Stephen Fry and Douglas Adams, I believe, were like really good friends. Cute. Right? In that precious? That is very cute. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
1: That's okay. <laughs> um, um, I, I also didn't realize so, Marvin, the robot, the depressed robot, is, yeah,
0: the paranoid android. He's
1: physically uh, played by Warwick Davis, but is voiced by but is voiced by uh, Alan Rickman. And I was just like, "Oh, that's I
0: didn't realize delightful. that there's a physically somebody in that little in costume. the
1: suit." Yeah, it's is so that cute? Yeah, <laughs> and that they got like the most famous like short actor. You know, uh, I I don't know that I trying to remember the politically correct term. I'm trying not to say the wrong one, but um, little person actor
0: oh like he has dwarfism yeah yeah what is his name
1: warwick davis he's also been in like star wars he was um who was he he was the ewok he was wicked in star wars
0: oh Um, this guy yeah i do know this guy yeah oh that's why i know him why he
1: (laughs) he played what
0: the leprechaun and the leprechaun. Oh
1: yeah, yes, he was. <laughs> Real quick, how many leprechaun Ooh. movies have you seen?
0: Uh, two. Which I ones? I think I saw the first one, and there's a really awful one, or maybe I watched the first. Yeah. It, okay. I think I may have seen three. <laughs> What? I think I've seen Leprechaun Leprechaun 2 and Leprechaun in the Hood. Yes.
1: Yes, okay. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. I love Leprechaun in the
0: Hood. It's so <laughs> the Leprechaun l- series yeah. is on unre- we you know what? We got to do an episode on the Leprechaun series.
1: I would I I've only seen Leprechaun in the Hood. It's my it's genuinely one of my favorite movie experiences with watching Leprechaun in the Hood. Is.
0: The, uh, the Leprechaun series is just something that needs to be somehow put in a museum
1: i agree i agree <laughs> <It's> unreal <laughs> oh man
0: oh man anyways um <laughs> i didn't realize there was somebody in that costume that's hilarious
1: yes yeah so that's anyways so funny. yeah i and like uh alan rickman is such a great voice for this like depressed robot <laughs> it's so fun
0: yeah, it's, I'm like, I was pretty pleased with the movie. I was getting a little bit annoyed. I, so I watched the first 40 minutes. So basically, I just got to the point where Arthur um and Ford have been rescued by uh, the Heart of Gold. Yeah. Which is the name of the ship. <clears throat> and so I'm just now at the point where there's this, like, awkward love triangle thing going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I like... I find that very annoying.
1: It's also, like, it doesn't last for very long because, it, like... um. What is her name? Trillion? Mm-hmm. Uh figures out that the the president of the galaxy is a pretty big idiot like very quickly. And so Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just like not played out quite to the that level of um love triangle love interest uh, in the book
1: yeah that that
0: situation does happen but it's not it's like in the movie it's very annoying I find it very annoying
1: it's clearly meant for like a cinema it's done as like a cinematic storytelling thing which is like the the conflict here is not you know them getting across the galaxy it's this love triangle between Sam Rockwell Martin Freeman and Zoe Deschanel
0: yeah also it's so funny because I was watching it and I was like oh I know that actor, like the uh, Zaffa, yeah. uh actor, um, I was like, why do I know him from? And then I looked him up, and it's, it's Sam Rockwell, you said, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah he's a great actor oh my god because so i was good. like because i was like oh i know him why do i know him and i looked him up and i was like okay well i clearly understand why i know him but it's not because he just plays the same character and everything no <laughs> it's just because i've seen his face a lot yeah and he plays such different characters and everything i'm like wow he's a really good actor he
1: is like truly i think like one of our best working actors like he's so yeah he's really good he's so good
0: yeah um but anyway, so what did you, what did you think of, uh, so you've seen the movie before, but you yeah. watched it, uh, what, like a day ago, basically? Yeah, I watched
1: it yesterday, yeah.
0: Yeah, what, how, give me your review.
1: I think it's really fun. I mean, like, the, the thing that, like, I came away with is something that I saw in some of the reviews, which is that, like, there's some stuff that feels so deep in the lore of the books that you probably have a better time having read the book watching the movie But as somebody who has not read the book, like I stayed with the narrative very easily. I think, like, one of the things that Douglas Adams was really worried about was that it was going to become like Star Wars with jokes. And I don't feel like it has that vibe at all. Like, I Mm. think it is. There's no point where, like, you feel like the characters are in danger, for instance. So it is, like, a very lighthearted romp movie. Um, but it's, I think it's interesting all the time. And it's like, um, it's like an hour forty, like it's not a very long movie,
0: no, yeah, um,
1: but it never feels compacted and rushed, like I think you said like they take they spend a lot of time on that love triangle, and it's not to the detriment of other stuff in the movie, and like it is based on a two hundred fifty page novel, so like <clears throat> generally a page of dialogue is usually like a minute of screen, so they had probably to cut some stuff out, obviously, yeah, um. But I think it's a really fun movie. Like I think it it's paced really well. The, again, the cast is awesome. I think the cast yeah. is so great. Um <clears throat> and to the point where I could see a studio being like, "Who are all these people? Like how are you planning on filling out this cast with with these basically like C-list actors and then Mose Def and Zoe Deschanel." And also like Mose Def, I think is a delightful Additioned in this movie. I think he's. Oh yeah. He's, I think he's a great Ford. He's so fun. As the. What is he? The semi cousin of the. Of the president.
0: Yeah. The yeah. semi cousin. I think cousin. was what they said. It was. Um, I don't think that in the book. It's described as slightly differently. But maybe. He's in the movie also, at least. In the movie. He's described as the semi. Semi cousin.
1: <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It's a movie that is steeped in like. Lore. But it doesn't make you feel like. You're missing a lot. By having not. Read the book <clears throat> so i think it's great like i honestly like i was watching i I know i'd seen it before because I, I think i saw it in theaters when it came out um and i own it on dvd i believe so i've seen it maybe twice otherwise yeah but i have not seen it in a long time and so watching it again i was just like no this is like really fun so
0: i don't know it's a very fun i think like um I was reading about it because I had never watched it. And understandably, I feel like, you know, every every franchise that gets turned into a different medium like <laughs> has this happen where people who already like the franchise like hate the adaptation. Yeah. Um, And so I was reading some stuff about the movie and there were a lot of people who were mad because I didn't think the movie did a very good job to yeah. uh, represent the dark cynicism that they feel like is present in the book Mm -hmm. um and i don't know i i don't really know if i agree with everybody who's upset about it but also Stephen fry is also i guess apparently not very happy with how the movie came out Oh, really that's interesting yeah i don't know i was reading an article about it earlier so who knows but regardless it's a fun romp of a movie and i think it's also a fun romp of a book yeah like the book is also very silly like stephen fry's like voiceovers for the book are directly taken from the for or or the voiceovers for the hitchhiker's guide which is a a book in this universe yes uh are taken directly from the text of the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy the book that's cool uh, and so there's like a lot of things that I I saw. Oh, speaking, I want to ask because you talked about um, if, like, you know, oh, if I had read the book or someone who has read the book might enjoy things a little bit more and understand some things that yeah. you noticed. Did they ever in the movie explain what was going on with the towels?
1: Not really. At okay. least not not <laughs> I was that I noticed. About
0: that.
1: Not that I really noticed because like it just kind of felt like an a- like an affectation or like a weird weapon that they had.
0: Oh, so funny. Okay, then let me go ahead and explain this to you. Um, let's see if I can find this quickly enough. But because I was watching the movie, or the first forty minutes of the movie, uh-huh. and like they, because uh, Ford grabs the towel and he like they use the towel um, in various ways, like to pull a thing down and to like, and Ford uses his towel to like wipe off, um, yeah, uh, Arthur Dent's like face. Hey, oh, you're sweating, and, like all this stuff. But like I was waiting for him to do like the spiel of what's going on with the towel and he like never did. And so then I was like, do they ever explain this or is this just like a fun little wink, wink, nod, nod thing. I to... might, have, You
1: know, there's always the possibility that I missed it. Cause I was either like looking at my dog or, you know, whatever, looking at my phone or something, but I don't, I don't remember it.
0: I feel like the time from what I've seen of the movie so far, the time has come and passed for it to explain. They would have So I highly doubt. Yeah. It would yeah. have done it at the beginning. Um, but let's see. I, uh, I'm just going to read this very, very quickly. Not the whole thing. But this is the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Like, um, Hold on. Does this work? Oh! oh. It's starting to get dark, so I need a light. <laughs> um, it says, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy has a few things to say on the subject of towels. A towel, it says, is about the most massively useful thing an interstellar hitchhiker can have. Partly, it has great practical use. You can wrap it around you for warmth as you bound across the cold moons of Jaglin Beta. You can lie on it and on the brilliant marble-sanded beaches of whatever that plant's name is, inhaling the heady sea vapors. You can sleep under it, use it to sail a mini raft, wet it for use in hand-to-hand combat, wrap it around your head to ward off noxious fumes or avoid the gaze of a ravenous bug-bladder beast of trawl. You can wave your towel in emergencies as a distress signal, and of course dry yourself off with it if it still seems to be clean o- enough. More importantly, though, a towel has immense psychological value. For some reason, if a non-hitchhiker discovers that a hitchhiker has his towel with him, he will automatically assume that he is also in possession of a toothbrush, face flannel, soap, tin of biscuits, flask, compass, map, ball of string, gnat spray, wet weather, gear, spacesuit, etc., etc. Furthermore, they will then happily lend the hitchhiker any of these or a dozen other items that the hitchhiker might accidentally have lost. They will think that any man who can hitch the length and breadth of the galaxy, rough it, slum it, struggle against terrible odds, win through and still know where his towel is, is clearly a man to be reckoned with. Wow. So a towel is the biggest, is like the most useful tool to have as a hitchhiker across the galaxy. I feel like the fact that they didn't explain that is kind of a miss on the part of the it, movie. You know, I story.
1: wonder if there was like a very quick, because, you know, Steve, like you said, Stephen Fry kind of does the narration. I wonder if there was like a very, like he does like the sort of like quick, you know, like read through that. And then maybe even like more of the speed of what you did. And so like, we may have both missed it because it's just like it, Kind of felt inconsequential to what the scene was doing
0: or something, but I definitely did not miss it if it's within the first 40 minutes because I was specifically looking looking out for for it. it. Okay, the the whole like towel um, entry of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is one of the like more Uh, referenced, more well known, I Uh guess, maybe because it's just such a like it's like the first thing that you get because the Earth's about to be destroyed, Ford is like. Asking Arthur Dent if he has a towel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: just like like they used to make um I wonder if this was ever if this is actually associated with like I don't know, but they used to make towels and sell them with that entry like sewn on the towel.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. Like so yeah, so that's like a little 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 nerd nugget for you. <laughs> this
1: is this is a new segment we're introducing, which is nerd nuggets. Nerd
0: nuggets. <laughs> nerd Nuggets. <laughs> Get your Nerd nuggets.
1: Um what uh so as somebody who has read the book and now watched forty minutes of the movie, what do you think of the book?
0: Oh, I love these books. Yeah. Oh I got I'm I love these books. These books are these are comfort books for me. For sure. Yeah. I love them. I find them very funny. Um they're you, truly hilarious. Have you
1: read the whole series of the books? Yes. Wow.
0: Yes. I've read the whole series. Um I just read the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the first installment, um, this past week in preparation for this, just mm-hmm. to kind of like do a refresher. Um, but because, yeah, I have this uh, commemorative 42nd year, 42nd anniversary edition with like illustrations in it. Um, but, yeah, I love these books. Yeah. They're hilarious.
1: What is your favorite one of the books?
0: I think think the restaurant at the end of the universe is my favorite if i recall correctly Mm -hmm. but potentially so long and thanks for all the fish is also maybe one of my favorites yeah though i don't remember that one as well
1: it's interesting because at the end of the movie they definitely hint at the possibility (laughs) of a sequel because they sort of say like there's a place i know it's a restaurant at the end of the universe let's go <clears throat> and I wonder if in their mind they thought like either like, cause it is like a good narratively for a movie. It's like a good place to end because it's just like, Oh, these people are going to continue to have adventures. And like, that's it. The end. Or you could also say it's gonna be another movie where they go to the restaurant, at the end of the universe. So like, it's, I, I like the ending of it for that reason. It doesn't feel unfulfilled, but it also feels like if they decide someday at this point, it feels unlikely, but um, yeah. it's almost been 20 years <laughs> since it came out, so it kind of yeah. feels like not likely, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think like a movie like that where they have like a sort of unfinished thing, you could feel kind of disappointed, but I think they did a good job of making it feel like this is either the ending or it could be the to be continued of this.
0: Yeah, it would be weird if they tried to end it any other way, yeah. because then it would just be rewriting what. Is happening or like what's going on because like where the first book ends is is it's exactly that it leaves off like with them going toward going to the restaurant at the end of the universe um so yeah that would be a little bit odd and i think i feel like they probably did sort of plan on trying to make this like multiple movies Mm -hmm. and i guess it just didn't do it didn't uh Go as well as I mean I wonder be I be wonder doing.
1: because like so much of the screenplay was written by Douglas Adams but like he died in 2001 and mm-hmm. he had been working on this for a while and I wonder if they just like either cuz the movie didn't do that poorly like it, it I think it made it but it's budget back and more um I do wonder if they were just like I, you know like he's just not around to do like a like a respectful version of this movie you know like in a way that we would feel like he would be proud of this, you know? Yeah, so, I wonder.
0: I mean, I wonder because I wonder if, um, because I believe his Douglas Adams' widow was also involved with, um, because they also publish a book posthumously. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, how do you say his name? Ewan Colfer? I don't know. Artemis Fowl Guy. You say that Ewan Colfer wrote it. With um like Douglas Adams's widows like input and everything, mm-hmm. um oh yeah I don't know how to say this Yeowin Yeowin this is an Irish name so
1: let's get uh Saoirse Ronan on here to pronounce it for us
0: oh uh, yeah I don't know how to pronounce that um <laughs> but he he's a he wrote the there's a sixth book that I actually haven't read that one um what is that one called something about salmon i think um but they i feel fi- I like there were people involved enough and like they published another book yeah <laughs> like um yeah like a while after he died i think he published it in 2006 oh man i'm, I'm making this up <laughs> let me find out when he published it novels yes it's called and another thing in 2008 2009 it was published in 2009 so they were doing they've been doing stuff they've been doing stuff
1: they've been doing it
0: they've been doing it because there's also it oh okay so back up so the hitchhikers Guide to the galaxy started off as a radio show yes first and then they adapted it into a book and then it was adapted back and forth into a radio show also like some of the books came first some of the radio shows came first and they kind of like just went back and forth like that um and then it was adapted i think into a play and then into another radio show and then into a tv series and then another play i mean so there's tons of adaptations of this um but they have they recently just did another adaptation in 2018 of a radio series and there was a um 2019 they hulu was going to have a announce that they were going to do a show like another show adaptation that was supposed to start filming in 2020 (laughs)
1: What happened in 2020? Did something kind of put a kibosh on that? Then
0: something weird happened. And I had, and because the show was supposed to come out in 2021 and then it just never did. Mm. So I don't know. Something must have happened. Something
1: must have happened. Yeah. Listeners, so if so you they're know doing what, stuff. Listeners, if you know what happened, let us know. Cause I, i right like in. a gap in my knowledge.
0: <laughs> um.
1: Oh, by the way, I pulled, I... I pulled up a pronunciation of his name video. Hang on.
0: Oh gosh. See how far off I was.
1: Is it just not playing wise or no
0: <laughs> read artemis foul by oh. owen colfer and because owen? i listened to it as an audiobook that's how i figured out how to say this look into the owen the series. and last is high fire by owen colfer this fantasy sounds oh. owen colfer okay. owen right, that's way easier than i thought it was gonna be
1: yeah i but i would have never guessed owen owen that. e-o-i-n okay.
0: yeah now i know perfect well anyway, so They've so they've been doing stuff. And yeah, he died very sadly and unexpectedly in two thousand one, or Douglas Adams did, not Owen Colfus. <laughs> um which is very sad. So yeah, I do wonder if there's just like something with the estate and stuff, but they are doing other adaptations and things. So
1: Well, I mean, like you said, that the Hulu series was obviously uh stopped by the global <laughs> pandemic.
0: Yeah, um, I really I would love a new adaptation of this.
1: Did you know that when the, so the original, the movie originally Hugh Laurie was going to play Arthur. Does that feel like, like it's, I guess like I have a hard time separating Hugh Laurie from Dr. House. So like, <coughs> it feels a bit strange. I feel like. And Jim Carrey was going to be I... the president of the galaxy.
0: That's actually pretty funny. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty good. I I feel like Hugh Laurie is too rugged looking. Yeah, but I guess like because I I but that might just be because I'm so used to like every time I everything I've seen that has Hugh Laurie, in it, he has, he has, has like this like stubble beard, yeah. like heavy heavy shadow going on. I guess if you like shaved all that off, and he's a good actor, so mm-hmm. he could probably because Arthur Dent is just kind of like a regular guy. And so I feel like Martin Freeman's a great Arthur Dent. He's a
1: great Arthur Dent. He's yeah. great.
0: He's just like some guy woke up, is having a hard day, <laughs> his planet blew up. <laughs> so um, there was one passage that I wanted to make sure that was communicated to you, whether or not you end up reading these or not.
1: I will someday. I mean, I think this is like such a delightful, like...
0: Oh, it's so delightful. Yeah. There, there is, so there's so much stuff in, in this in these books that like legitimately makes me just sit there and giggle while reading it it's yeah. so funny and it's so like dry humor uh, like just the the fact that at the start of this book We have Arthur Dent, the problem of Arthur Dent's house is going to be destroyed because they have to uh, build a bypass over it. Mm -hmm. Just for the entire planet to be destroyed because they have to build a bypass through it is so funny (laughs) to me. (laughs) It's so classic. Like, it's just, I love it. It's great. Um, Okay, but I wanted to read you this paragraph really quickly because I immediately thought of you. Oh. So uh, this is when Arthur Dent has realized or he's having to come to terms with the fact that Earth is gone and that it's been blown up. Uh-huh. And so he's kind of like, uh, he prodded his feelings by thinking that his parents and sister had gone. No reaction. He thought of all the people he had been close to. No reaction. So he's like, he's like having this shock reaction. He's not feeling anything about it. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to like prod himself into mourning, basically, yeah. or prod himself into feeling something. He said, it says here, England no longer existed. He'd got that. Somehow he'd got it. He tried again. America, he thought, has gone. He couldn't grasp it. He decided to start smaller again. New York has gone. No reaction. He'd never seriously believed it existed anyway. <laughs> the dollar, he thought, has sunk forever. Slight tremor there. Every Bogart movie has been wiped, he said to himself, and that gave him a nasty knock. McDonald's, he thought. <laughs> There is no longer any such thing as a McDonald's hamburger. He passed out. <laughs> when he came round a second later, he found he was sobbing for his mother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do feel like that you're you're you've got me, Pegged. I feel like that would be the sort of thing where it's like, yeah, I can kind of emotionally understand that these
0: compartmentalized.
1: <laughs> but now I want an amburgo. Amberga. I want an ambow. <laughs>
0: but yeah no the books are absolutely delightful it's just so like it's such heavy like british humor yeah. too that's just so dry and witty and the, um, the movie is I also really like very
1: it. very much in that in that style too
0: yeah the the scene in the movie where they're like trying to zoom out of the out away from the earth and they keep zooming out uh-huh. and the music keeps starting over because they can't get far <laughs> enough away fast yeah. enough yeah <laughs> really made me laugh
1: (laughs) it's a fun movie it's
0: a fun story yeah no these books uh, yeah the story is great the books are um it's just so comforting and they're. i think they're so funny and they're so easy to read like I, i mean the each book is fairly short like this this edition that i have is um 280 pages, Mm -hmm. 290 pages. So just shy of 300 pages. But like the words are big. There's illustrate, there's pictures. Yeah. I mean, this is the collected.
1: (laughs) This is the collected edition (laughs) of like the five books, the pre um, Douglas Adams passing away uh, books. And it, the whole collection runs at 620.
0: Yeah. They're short. They're short, sweet. It's great.
1: 624 pages is all five stories. So.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. so fun. I think the whole series just kind of end on a little bit of a bummer, but, you know, you just start over then. You just <laughs> just don't
1: read the last one.
0: Just don't read the last one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Is that the young young uh, zaphid plays it safe? Is that the...
0: Is that what it's called?
1: I've got on here... <clears throat> it's listed as the Hitchhiker's Guide Mostly to the Mostly harmless. Oh, then maybe this doesn't have all of them. Because this one only has hitchhiker's guide the restaurant the end of the universe life the universe and everything so long and thanks for all the fish and then young Zaphod plays it safe so maybe he wrote something between
0: oh yeah
1: this book and his untimely yeah mostly
0: harmless i think is uh oh maybe maybe i didn't read mostly harmless maybe i only read the original like four mm-hmm. also oh there was also this thing that i thought was pretty funny which was um, the novels are described as uh, a trilogy in five parts, having been described as a trilogy on the release of the third book, mm-hmm. and then a trilogy in four parts on the release of the four book, fourth book, <laughs> uh-huh. and then the U.S. edition of the fifth book was originally released. The Legend, the fifth book in the increasingly inaccurately named Hitchhiker's Trilogy. <laughs> And then subsequent re-releases of all the other novels have borne the legend. The first, second, third, and fourth book and the increasingly inaccurately named Hitchhiker's Trilogy.
1: <laughs> you know what? That's classic British cheekiness. That is a and very cheeky joke.
0: The blurb on the fifth book describes it as the book that gives a whole new meaning to the word trilogy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, that's very funny. That is very no, funny. No,
0: I, I, I do think I actually, I have read um, Mostly Harmless. But yeah, so I guess yours only has up to So Long and Thanks for All the Fish. And then it sounds like a... Like short story or something. Yeah. Must oh, young. Be. Oh, young. Young Zaphod plays it safe. Yeah. This is a short story. Okay. Interesting. Cute. It's never been released as a standalone work. Fun. No. <clears throat>
1: well, I got it. I got it. In my little mitts right here. Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Anyways. Interesting. If you anyways. are a, a member of the Douglas Estate. <laughs> <laughs> um. We're a fan of the book. Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for listening. We we're really love we
1: love we loved it. Like we, we love it. We love I it. I love so, it. Big yeah, fans. Big fans. It's so, great. To the Douglas Estate, thank you. A tip of the hat. A
0: tip of our hat to you. A tip sir. of the
1: British hat to the Douglas Estate.
0: And uh That's an Australian accent. <laughs> Isn't it?
1: <laughs> Nar it's not. Um Nar. And we're sorry we gonna love you.
0: Sorry, love you, bye.
1: Bye. <laughs> Did you get a load of the nerd?